Welcome back, Achievers, to your Easy Achievers Gaming Podcast for the week of October 22nd. Wherever closer to the Halloween day. I'm one of your hosts, Elijah, sitting across from me virtually through the internet. Alex. Uh, he's a ghost! Alex, if, if Halloween wasn't bored and people actually like celebrated normally... And you could be celebrating. We haven't really talked about it, but what would you go? What would you dress up as? It's hard because I always try to find a certain character that I could fit in. Okay. In my, in my uh, description of looks. Okay. So, like I've gone with Negan. I've done Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. So I'm always thinking of like, what should I go with that looks like me? Mm-hmm. Now, because I'm growing the beard, I'm mm-hmm. kind of going towards the Viking look. That was my uh, suggestion for you. If you're super into Vikings this year, you watch the show, you're excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I would say go as Viking. Yeah, I'm actually really like I'm 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 growing the beard. I'm letting it go. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I want to dress up, but I'm not going to do anything. But I'm definitely putting out candies, you know, to kids. Because, I mean, uh, there's definitely, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be parents out there that will be like, oh, I'm, I'm still going to let the kids go out. So, but, you know, and it's not fair to them if they there, There's only one time out of the year the sentence you just said is okay. And it is okay this right. time of year, so that's good. But, yeah, but, I, I love Halloween. So, and yeah. I, I, as far as I understand, people are still celebrating it kind of yeah, no, i know a lot of people that are like letting out the the bowl like outside the house that's what i'm doing just because i mean i don't want to be in contact but like i still want kids to get the candies mm. so like so i'm gonna put a bowl out and i might even do just to for the parents to feel better uh my wife bought a hazmat candy. suit <laughs> sure <laughs> uh, but yeah, hazmat suits for the candy <laughs> uh, little goodie bags and i'm gonna have a thing where it says you know take one you should put but one. Gotta, you should put a single razor blade in each goodie bag and say, "Hey, w- w- one at random has a razor blade in it." You know what's worse? I'm gonna put one tootsie roll. <laughs> That's worse than a razor blade. You're you you're worse than what I said. Just Jesus. I'd rather get a razor blade than a tootsie roll. Right. But no, I'm I'm I can't wait uh, to do it. I even put like I had this like headless bride anim- animatronic thing that like if you pass by it, it moves. I put a face mask on her just to be easy. Like, you know, it's pandemic, so, you know, she should wear one, too. Of course, of course. She'll steal your soul, but she's going to do it safely. Safely, yeah. Alex, we do a gaming podcast, and don't worry... We're going to get right into it, but first, I'd like to remind you that you can, of course, head over every single Friday. That's right, every single Friday. You can head over to the Easy Achievers on YouTube or podcast service of your choice. Get a free show without anything coming out your pocket. We ask you to, if you like us, give us a like, comment, subscribe, share. Leave a nice review. If you like us even more than that, you can, of course, support us financially with your hard-earned dollars. You can head over patreon.com slash easyachievers. You can give us a dollar that gives you all of the benefits listed on the site. Everything from early shows, ad-free, even though we don't, technically don't do ads yet, and that gives you instant access to private messaging service Patreon utilizes. You can leave your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, and or ideas into those messagings, and we incorporate it into the show. 
Thanks for giving me a second. Going back to what I was about to say, Alex, I have a question for you. Should streamers pay game developers to stream their games? This is over on PC Gamer. This broke literally two hours ago. Seems to be a weird question to ask, Alex. I want to give you some context. Alex Hutchinson, creative director at Google Stadia subsidiary Typhoon Studio, said on Twitter today, that he thinks streamers should pay game develop, uh, game publishers and developers for a license to stream their game. Quote, amazing to me that people are upset at someone saying that the creators of content should be allowed to make some money from other people using their content for profit. End quote, said Hutchison after his comments were run through the standard gauntlet of Twitter mockery. <laughs> I'm going to read his exact tweet and I'm going to bring it to Alex to give his point of view. Quote, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. And then he subtweeted this. If you do not tweet, that means you added a tweet underneath the original tweet. The real truth is the streamers should be paying to developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. Alex, lots of loaded things here, right? I think he fell into the issue that Twitter uses, and this is why I don't utilize Twitter to accentuate ideal thought and fully thought out processes and questions. This is the exact reason. This is a completely watered and dumbed down version of probably what he actually means. But I thought it was a good topic to bring to the show. Alex, should streamers have to pay to stream a game? I feel like... It's a hard question, right? It's lots of different I things mean, happening at like, once. I mean, it's not like they... I mean, they still pay for some things. I mean, it's not like everything's like they're, everything's just given to them. Well, in in thought, right? They bought the game, right? So that's yeah. the first thing to say. So we do get in a strange realm of they bought the game, but I can't buy, um, let's say, Taylor Swift's newest album. I cannot buy that and then stream it on Twitch. I can't do that. I can't make a YouTube video of me streaming Taylor Swift music and giving my review of it. But you can do that to a video game. So it is interesting that we have these two realities facing each other. I It's it's hard to give a straight answer, right? I don't want to dunk on this gentleman because he's being torn apart already. Even though I easily could and it'd be funny. But I won't. I think he has a good point. But I don't think inevitably it works out. In in the, in the way you think. Because if I had a thing... Let's say there was an Easy Achievers gaming podcast in review, and someone watched our content and reviewed it, and I got no money from that. I would be upset, but if that was perfectly legal, I guess I I, I couldn't do anything about it. So we get in a gray area like it's not, nothing bad is happening. Now, I think if this world happened that this gentleman is asking for... All that really does is make streaming impossible for a normal person to do. And it basically becomes like a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a... 
boutique experience that only certain people can afford to utilize, right? So if you had to pay, let's say, let's throw out a ballpark, a grand to stream two hours of the newest Call of Duty game. Normal people could not afford that. But the already wealthy people that are already popular could. So that does destroy the up-and-coming streamers in the bottom line. I mean, is it enough already that they're, they're getting millions of dollars just from us buying the game? Right. And there is a good, there is a, uh, I think, an, a good argument. Yeah. It's not like it's a torrent file, and they were like, I, oh, we're going that. <laughs> that is, a, I do want to bring up that he does say, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for. Should be more worried by the fact they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. So I'm very curious what he actually means by that. Then why did you give it to them? <laughs> that is a good point. I I have to assume that's what he means. Yeah, is is is, is why did he get the game to the begin with? They got a free code. Why did you give them free code? Because you want them to sponsor your game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to pick one of the other. <laughs> you can, yeah. You definitely can't have your cake and eat it too, right? either have them pay for the game or give it to the free and don't complain yeah yeah it is an interesting thing and to note this gentleman is uh, a creative director at typhoon studios i believe let me let me look this up to make sure i'm not talking out of my posterior but i believe this is a game dev so he could be i wouldn't i would never say this man is ignorant to publishing but i would say that maybe he isn't yeah, this is a game development company, so he doesn't do publishing. So maybe he's a little salty that he just sees a lot of revenue he's not seeing. Because, of course, publishers make the majority of money off a game sale. Um, gay devs do get different money, and it's always different from dev to dev. But, I mean, they could see payouts if the game hits certain milestones and things like that. I I, I honestly don't see a, a argument for making someone pay to stream a game. Um, it's it, it's within fair use as the law is now. If you want to get that revised, that's up to the Supreme Court to decide. Um, so I'm fine with it. I will I will read this little snippet because honestly, I'm just curious on what it says. Uh, this is from uh, the same article, PC Gamer. As Hutchinson expresses, it's true that without a written license, streamers don't have any legal right to stream someone else's video game. For the same reason, they don't have a legal right to stream whatever movies or songs they want. This is what I bring up. A game's art and sound effects and music and voice acting and text and so on are all protected by copyright, and it's not fair use. Good point. To spend hours entertaining an audience by playing a game. However, a lot of devs and publishers benefit from exposure. That is what I wanted to hit right there. So, if you make someone pay for streaming, you essentially eliminate all free press that you get anyways. Because everyone playing something on Twitch is free press, right? You, get, you don't have to pay for that advertisement. Um, Among Us is a great example. Okay. Among Us didn't pay a cent to become the number one streaming game for, I want to say, almost a month now. Uh, probably three weeks. And they've probably made easily over hundreds of thousands of dollars by having this free revenue coming in from not only the game but paying for the uh cosmetics in the game and things like that if you implement a service that you have to then pay to stream a game you then are gonna be paying even more than you already do let's say a ninja dr lupo than you already are because on top you have to recoup the the, the the pay that you have to do it's just very interesting it seems like he fell into the twitter trap of 
saying a very complicated question and just getting like butchering it into pieces i would love to actually see what he means by this i don't think we ever will he's definitely in a corner sobbing probably right now because he's probably been wrecked to high hell by everyone on twitter but um i thought it was an interesting thing they bring up do you have any lasting thoughts with this i just mm. Never post on Twitter if you're not ready to take blows. There you go. I would agree with that too. If if you're not ready to take it, don't 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 start slinging. All right, <laughs> don't start slinging if you ain't ready to take it. I uh, it's an interesting topic. I would love to discuss with an actual lawyer one day. That'd be cool. Um, but uh, I definitely, if I made a game, I definitely wouldn't tell Twitch people to not stream it again. Yeah. Free advertisement. Advertising is very expensive. If you ever want to do yourself a favor, just Google how much an advertisement is on a general network television. And then just vomit because it's an amazing amount of money. Moving on. Xbox head Phil Spencer did a cool interview with Kotaku, I believe it was. Um, let me double check. I know it's on the site. Let me make sure it's actually from... Yep, yeah, it is. Okay. So, straight up from Kotaku, he was interviewed by a Steven Totello. Nice gentleman over there, I've heard. This is a very long article. It's actually really good. I would recommend everyone go read it. I'm going to give a specific excerpt from this uh, article and read it, and me and Alex are going to talk about it. Because this is something we've been arguing since Bethesda has been purchased. Since it happened, we've been arguing about this. Quote, uh, this is uh, Steven Totello asking him a question, of course. It's an interview. Quote, is it possible... To recoup a 7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls 6 on the PlayStation, end quote. Spencer quickly replies, yes. He then pauses, quote, I don't want to uh, be flippant about that is what I assume is meant to be read. This deal has not been done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, quote, how do we keep other players from playing these games, end quote. We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer to be able to play games. This is, of course, a snippet of what he's saying, so it's a little awkward. Uh, but I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly to the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud, PC, Game Pass, and our console base. I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to make that kind of deal work for us, whatever that means, end quote. He is intentionally being vague here. Oh, for sure. But I understand. I think we can kind of Da Vinci code out an actual yeah, statement know, here, right? I know exactly what he meant by all that. Yeah. I don't want to be uh, Xbox exclusive. But if I have to, I will. Yeah, yeah. It definitely reads like, all right. I, he's trying to convey that I don't need to unless I want to. It's very clear. I, I, <laughs> dare me is what he's saying. Yeah. I do get a feeling, though, that he pro. It, it, I do feel, and this could be, I didn't, I don't have context to his tone of voice. But it definitely feels like he's he's been, like, stewing on this for a few days. And he's probably be getting a lot of flack and a lot of annoying stuff like, oh, Xbox has to sell it to make a deal, make it worth it. And he's like, no, I don't. So I, I think he I think he wants to be very clear. He's like, I don't have to if I don't fucking want to. So I want to play Elder Scrolls 6. They're going to they're going to they're going to get a PC. 
They're going to play it on their phone. They they will find a way. I think is what at the end of the day he's saying. He's like, if I put it on a system, they have way more ways to utilize it than just putting it on PlayStation. So I think I understand what he's actually saying here. I thought it was very interesting to bring up. I, I think, I still think even with this statement, it is still up in the air on whether Elder Scrolls 6, Fallout 6, whatever you want to call all these games, are going to be on PlayStation. But I think it is a little more in the ballpark of they'll just launch on Xbox. It's still, it's still crazy to me, too, because that game most likely will be on Game Pass, correct? Uh, no, not most likely. It will be. He is, they have said every Bethesda game will be on Game Pass. Okay. So, and then when you just said um, it's it could be on PC, it could be on your mobile. Yeah. Even because uh, people are going to be like, oh, if it's not on PlayStation, I'm going to have to buy an Xbox. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, you, you have. To, you have your computer. Yep. Or... Just get a tablet or a thing, or get Game Pass. Literally, you're done. Get a con- controller and you're done. That's it. You don't even need a whole system if you don't. If you're not, if you're really like not able to. Yeah, if you can, if you cannot generally afford it, right? They make it really easy for you to be. Able you to can pl- yeah, you can play it on the phone that you most likely have. That that I believe more people in the U.S. have a phone than don't. Clearly, yeah. um, you can play it on the iPad or Samsung tablet. You can play it on your PC. There's many ways. So I think that the concrete thing is, if we don't put it on PS5, you have tens of other ways of playing it. Okay. So, so like, don't come at us, almost. You know what I mean? It is hard to get a full statement out of this, because he is intentionally being like, I can't say things, so I'm not going to get caught. But I will say X, Y, Z. I always love talking about Philly on this podcast, but we do unfortunately have to move on. Alex. Avengers or Assassin's Creed? Which one first? Uh, go Assassin's Creed, man. I'm too Assassin's Creed Valhalla. A DLC roadmap has been released ahead of launch. We're going to discuss it right here. Now, normally, uh, sorry, just like normally, the season pass is $40. Season pass is $40. This includes two major expansions, is what the utilage they say. As well as a special quest themed around Beowulf, which is really cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. The Legend of Beowulf quest focuses on the hero Beowulf, leading up to the players and covering the quote monstrous truth end quote behind the character. This quest will be <laughs> this quest will be available on launch day for season pass owners, but Ubisoft did not say when or if the quest will be made available to everyone else. Starting with DLC Pack One. Wrath of the Druids. The first of the expansions is out Wrath of the Druids and is scheduled for release in spring 2021. Quote, in this adventure, sorry, in this new adventure, players will journey to Ireland and unravel the mysteries of an ancient and mysterious Druid cult. Tracking and discovering their members. Uh, and this is a line from the description. I don't know why it's put like this. Uh, quote, diving into Gaelic myths and folklords, they'll need to fight their way through haunted forests and dazzling landscapes while gaining influence among Gaelic kings, end quote. DLC Pack 2 with Siege of Paris. This is one I'm excited for. The second expansion is called The Siege of Paris and is due out September 2021. The expansion lets players experience the historic Viking battle featuring, quote, key historical figures. In, quote, I wonder who could possibly mean. From the event, during this key moment in history, players will infiltrate the fortified city of Paris and the river scene under the prolonged siege, uncover enemy secrets, and form strategic alliances to safeguard their clan's future. 
Seasonal content is also on top of these two expansions, similar to, um, and this is me saying this, not the thing. I believe similar to um, Odyssey, we'll be getting regularly new content and missions um, and things like hint, that. Hint. Oh. This Jeff Paris, that was done in the show Vikings. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the show before this comes out just to get some more Viking knowledge. That's why I was like, when you said you're excited, I'm like, dude, I know exactly what's happening. <laughs> I know faintly about the Siege of the, 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 the real Siege of the, 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 the like faint, super faint. Uh, in addition to this paid content, everyone's getting free seasonal DLC that comes for the form of new narrative content and in-game events. The seasons will last for three months, and each will include a lot of new content. December 2020 Season 1, for example, includes a new settlement area, the Yule Festival event, a new River Raids mode, and new skills and abilities. Do you think this game is going to have some sort of battle pass thing? It's almost hinting at that, right? At the end there, but I don't... When it said Season 1, I'm like... Huh. I don't think so. I think it's just an easy way of saying in season one, these things are going to come out. Season one lasts for what was it? Three months. Yeah. So it lasts for three months. So I don't think it has a season pass. Um, I at least hope they don't do that because that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. Uh, but um, uh, I don't think any of this. I'll read this one. The addition of the ranks from... Joms Viking in Assassin's Creed for Hollow players can not only create their lieutenant to be part of their raiding crew, but also recruit some of their friends and the community. In Season 1, players will see an update to the Joms Viking feature, which will allow their Joms Viking to earn XP and rank up. The higher... Thank you. The higher the rank of the lieutenant, the more silver players will earn when recruited by other players. Interesting. So it looks like you can gain... Thank you. Uh, it looks like you can gain money from getting your character strong, and then other people will pay for him, I guess. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's just about everything. Um, this is incredibly exciting. I love when games preface uh, DLC before launch because it feels a little better. My favorite DLC roadmap was Spider-Man because within, I believe it was four months. It might have been three months or three or four months. All DLC was out. So, like, it was within a reasonable time frame for where I wouldn't forget how to play the game. And I vastly prefer that over, like, in three years, we're coming back with a new thing. It's like, ugh, God, that doesn't sound fun at all. Destiny is regularly seasonal content. You shut your slutty mouth. You get you get a new thing every year, but I'm down. Because yeah, look, you get a new thing every year, and then they stretch out content for two years. I don't see the problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's cool. I uh, I just wanted to quickly bring that up. Uh, I wanted to detail all the DLC so you guys know what you're paying for, just in case you're getting that special special edition. Me and Alex are. This is why I love Assassin's Creed. For sure, we're getting. The, the ultimate version. Oh God, yes! I'm so uh, I'm so excited. Assassin's Creed has gone far, like, like what's the word? Just they've gone above and beyond with this whole historical, like, it, like ever since two, like I thought it was just an assassin game. Right. After that, I'm like, oh, this is more, it's more of a an like a history, like, yeah, knowledge based adventure game. No, and yeah, like, it, I, no, I, like I love how they take from like from all these perspectives like 
I, I mean, I read Beowulf. I, lo- I like Beowulf, but now going and being able to be in that world and it says uncovering a, a, a monstrous truth. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Does they are they are they switching it around? Beowulf's a werewolf. Well, like what I said earlier, <laughs> he's kind of like a Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. He's technically Grendel. Yeah, he's Grindel. yeah, he's the messed up thing. No, there's a lot of fun things. There's a lot of fun things. I always get excited for Assassin's Creed. I don't. It's been a long time since I've been disappointed. And I would say that was Unity. That was about it. I've liked basically every Assassin's Creed game. And I don't even mind Unity because, uh, like, I understand like the whole glitchy face thing. Mine was almost unplayable. Mine was almost unplayable. Mine was. Mine was. And I, 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 I was probably lucky because mine was playable. Yeah. It was fine. Mine was a mess. Because, like, it was one of the first Assassin's Creed that actually had very smooth parkour, and that's why I really enjoyed it. But um, other than that, I mean, I just always love Assassin's Creed. I mean, I can say that's probably in my top five be- best franchises of all time. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath for November 10th. New system and new Assassin's same day. Count me okay. in. Oh, you're going to be like, hey, how's the baby? What baby? <laughs> she's she's a Viking now. <laughs> you see in the background. Yep. Ah! <laughs> uh, moving on. Marvel Avengers. Uh, Square Enix got really personal. What I said. What I mean, Square Enix probably Crystal Dynamics. They sat down and really talked to their community, and I wanted to bring this up because me and Alex were semi fans that like slowly drifted away from it. But I, I didn't want to bring up because I do like when games kind of just go take it on the chin and like, hey, we're gonna try and fix it. So, Marvel Avengers State of the Game update was released, uh, I want to say, six days ago. It might have been this Monday. I'm not too sure. But I'm going to read a few excerpts of what they're going to bring back and a couple things that were delayed. They start off with, we can't say this enough. Thank you for your feedback. We're already started implementing feedback-driven features in the game. Examples in yesterday's patch 1.3.3 uh, 1. 3. 3 included an increase to the radius of which awards are automatically drawn to the player. Thank God, by the way. Thank God. That was annoying when I'd hit a crate, and then like it would like kind of draw near me, and I'd have to get... Oh, God. Oh, my God. And so now I just hit it. It comes with... Thank you. Jesus. Why was that not... Sorry. I'm moving on. I'm, I'm going to tear it before they even get to it. And the ability to preview cosmetics from vendors prior to port- purchase. Paired with the release of Marvel Avengers Shield Substation Zero. All right. We've also added terminals in outposts to make accepting faction missions and assignments much quicker. We're actively working on a new community-driven features for the coming months, including but not limited to... Avengers ping system. This, I'm going to be shortening some of these, by the way. A system that will allow players to mark objectives, resources, health crates, enemies, uh, allowing players to command AI companions to hack, smash doors, and prioritize specific enemies. Reassemble campaign replay, an option to reset the reassemble, uh, reassemble campaign and replay with your superheroes level and gear intact. High contrast mode. This is uh, able to apply solid, darkened veils behind text to improve readability. Hero icon visibility, an option to adjust the display of identifying icons above a superhero's head to on by default or dynamic. Mission reward clarity, improved clarity around mission-specific rewards when viewed on the war table. Off-screen and ranged enemy attack indicator, they're making it easier so you can see off-screen hits. And now there are four key areas they're now going to start focusing on past this patch. So, 
performance and stability. In the past several weeks, we've uncovered and corrected several systematic issues, over a thousand, I'd like to add. We've created a number of game crashes or freezes. There are metric trackings. We've seen a significant decrease in these catches week over week. Great to hear, bro. However, on some PCs, we're continuing to see a higher number of crashes than we'd like, especially these are a result of GPU hangs and GPU driver crashes. And they've dedicated a team to essentially investigate this. Multiplayer and matchmaking. We've made some meaningful improvements to the multiplayer and matchmaking system since launch, including expanding power level matching speed so a broader range of diverse players can connect faster. Alex, you know how you can make it even faster? Crossplay. So you don't have specific people on different platforms. Makes it a lot easier to find a player when there's triple the people on it. Moving forward, our philosophy for multiplayer improvements is to rework the way we group players. The goal is to draw from a larger pool of online players and provide faster ways to jump into desired content. This will help with quicker matchmaking so you can get to the fun faster. We are also exploring ways to better make sure use of the quick match feature with greater rewards for joining with helping other players out. Okay. Rewards. We know how important meaningful rewards are to our fans. Our philosophy is that rewards should always feel worth the time you've invested to earn them. The upcoming AIM cloning lab will guarantee an exotic drop for the first completion per week and a notable chance of exotic drops for subsequent runs. You should also feel that exotic drops are more unique to late game play. Tachyon and future AIM cloning lab missions draw from special reward pools. Cool. Late game content. Launch was only the beginning for Marvel's Avengers. We have both refinements to ex- uh, existing content and sweeping additions coming to new mission types, characters, regions, etc. Mega Hive, to support our late game plans, we really need to drop Mega Hive. Mega Hives are a weekly mission type for fans who prefer to fly solo, testing their top tier roster in a gauntlet of descending floors with increasing difficult enemies. Uh, we've heard loud and clear players want multiplayer. Okay, so they're adding multiplayer. Uh, take you missions in sealed stations and new outposts substation zero dropped this week and shield is investigating new temporal uh, blah, blah. new missions cool i wanted to bring up this for that because it's, honestly it's cool to get a look at the game what they're fixing uh a quick note if you sign on before what is it uh, is it november 5th yes november 5th you will get 1500 credits 7,000 units, 250 upgrade modules, and 20 DNA keys. That's a lot of shit I don't understand. You got a lot of stuff. Sounds cool. Um, I did want to bring up the delays. I was going to bring up the new dates. or Sorry, not new dates. Um, date updates. But I will just bring it up now to get it over with. So they're delaying Kate Bishop, which is sad. The Hawkeye DLC. Uh, let's see, where do they say it? Where do they say it? Case new operation will be a must-play for fans wanting to know what's next in the story. In Marvel Avengers, Kate Bishop taking aim on a new threat. Uh, then comes again, web one, and looking into 2021. So 2021, it looks like they're adding this. Um, and they've also made a decision to shift PS5 and Xbox Series X and S launches to next year. To ensure we give our team to more time to deliver on the promise of next gen. Just so you know, if you have played on PS4 or Xbox One, you will be able to insert a physical disc or re-download the game. Two of the most obvious improved frame rates and faster loading times if you upgrade to PS5 and Xbox One. And they do support a free upgrade. Well, Alex. Yeah. That's everything. 
they're fixing the game it looks like it looks like there's still lots of issues and they had to lay a lot of things to basically fix the game that they already launched <laughs> what are your thoughts I think they're trying to pull a uh, uh, pull an anthem. I hope they don't want to pull an anthem. That means they they're dead. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I know what you mean. I'm giving. Yeah. Like trying to pull, dig themselves. And honestly, them. they're trying to do Destiny two. Yeah. When Destiny two launched, it was like it died for like two years, and then Forsaken came out. I mean, for sure, they they pro they were not expecting it to. I mean, they probably thought that this was gonna hit a lot better. Of course, I've heard on Steam. I think there's like, I think they dropped to like four thousand players or something. Like that's that's insane. That's that's an abysmal failure. So I'm assuming they're trying to curb even more loss of players because an online game you need players to play to have people matchmaking so it looks like they're trying to be preemptive with stuff like that with the addition to the matchmaking and things like that do you have anything left with this avenger thing i think you had to step away i'm moving on fire emblem shadow dragon oh you're back yeah sorry about that no you're good i had to grab my dog and he i didn't want, he was barking in the neighbors yeah he said, real quick did you want anything to add with the avengers um, I'm, if you do log in, I mean, it, it, it gives it to you as soon as you start up something. It, not, it doesn't give it to you in the main, in the, like, in the main, like, menu. You have to, like, start the game or all multiplayer, and it gives it to you. Cool. Oh, that's it. Nin I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Nintendo continues to mess with my heart. Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light is coming to Switch December 4th. This is the first time it is technically released outside of Japan. This is the first Fire Emblem game, period, ever. This was on NES, and it was never ported or... It was never ported to America, and it was never translated. So they are releasing it on the Nintendo digitally, and they're also selling a special anniversary edition separately that you just get... I don't believe you get the game. You just get, like, a bunch of cool stuff. But the game... Sorry, you get the game digitally, but not physically. And you can get the game digitally December 4th. So, cool. I wanted to bring that up really quick. I wish they did this more often. I feel like they like are really slow with these things. Like, why are they so slow with porting games that they've never done this? Why are they like... like it, It's just... It's annoying. But they're releasing the game again. I'm incredibly excited. I'll buy it and try it out uh, December 4th. Alex, I know you don't care about Fire Emblem, so I'm not going to ask you. But I will be waiting I'll definitely watch you play, uh, try it out. The first Fire Emblem I ever played was the last one. What was that Three Houses? Yes, Three Houses. Yeah, I, played that. I haven't finished it, but I was enjoying it a lot. I just never went back to it. Yeah. I honestly, I just stopped and then I forgot about it. But I did enjoy what I played. Uh, sorry, that was the start of date updates. <laughs> Your second date update. Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. This is a new expansion coming to Hearthstone. This will launch November 17th, November 18th in Australia. I believe that's what oh. that is. No, that's not that's not Australia. Um, there are two pre-purchases options available right now. The first bundle is 40 USD or, of course, your local equivalent. and contains 45 Madness at the Dark Moon Fair card packs. One random Madness at the Dark Moon Fair 
legendary card, the Nizoth card back, and early access to Hearthstone duels. There's also an even crazier bundle on top of that. Uh, it is $80, and you get, is it 80 packs, I think? Uh, a New Zealand. That was New Zealand, by the way. Um, what was that? Are you going to get any of this? Um, I'm thinking about it. You're the big Hearthstone guy. I haven't been back to Hearthstone, I'm be honest, since the whole weird-ass Chinese thing. Dude, I like crazy to me that you love Hearthstone, but you, you don't like uh, World of Warcraft. I wouldn't say I don't like World of Warcraft. I have not been able to play World of Warcraft. How about that? Okay. I, I haven't sat down and been like, I'm going to play World of Warcraft because I've never had a thing that can run it. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm, I'm, I may. I don't know. Uh, I don't think... I think it would take me a while to get into it. Gonna... I don't think I would either. I don't think I would either. I, I think I'm too late. I, I think it's... I don't... I've never pegged you for an MMORPG guy. You've never you pegged love... me to begin with, okay? Look, we love Star Wars Republic. We played that for a while, and then we just dropped it. I, uh, I'm not a huge MMO guy, which is funny because I'm sure people are like, but you like Destiny. But that's like a super dumbed-down MMO. <laughs> that's like beyond dumbed-down. So it's not the same thing. But I, yeah, I, I like I like the idea of World of Warcraft, and I want it to exist because it's like really cool that this... Isn't it like almost... On a console? Like, no, okay. If you would like on your PC, instead of using your mouse and keyboard, and you can, I don't, which I don't know if you can. You you could, you might. I don't know if you can. I doubt but it. But if, if you can use your Xbox controller and sync it up and play WoW on your PC, and if it could run it, would you play WoW? I would try it if I was in like a mood. I think your hellback is just uh, your, the keyboard and mouse. You having to sit in a certain position. For so long. Yeah, that's true. You can't really move around on a on a PC. Yeah. Gotta just sit there. And... I literally caught myself. I was playing uh, Warzone, and I was like, oh, "I'm gonna use keyboard and mouse just to see how it feels." And I kept move, having to move like back and forth. I'm like, "Oof, Jesus! I haven't done this in forever since Quake." Yeah, same thing with um, Valorant. When I was playing Valorant, Super New Valorant, I like it. Like it's fun, but after a while, just like I don't like sitting here. I'm not talking with my friends. Like yeah. no one I know plays this. Eventually, I just get over it. You know what I mean? Uh, just to quickly detail, there's a new game mode. It's called Hearthstone Duels. It takes the build-as-you-go deck-building gameplay that has been popular across solo adventures of recent years and lets you take on other players. If you played Dungeon Run, Monster Hunt, Rumble Run, Delarian Heist, or Tombs of Terror, you have some idea of the format. Key difference here is it is structured like Arena, so players are striving for 12 wins while 3 losses ends the run. Cool. Um, it looks like when you start it, you get to choose a hero and in a, a hero power, and then you build your deck um there's a usual limit of one copy of each legendary two yeah so it looks like it's the exact same thing duel only allow one cop oh that's cool duels only allows one copy of each card regardless of rarity with each win players choose different options to add card that's kind of cool um duels will be free game mode although there will be also heroic duels option for 150 gold this will be a way that you can earn packs and things like that this is just like arena uh it comes november 12th november 12th um the day the play no playstation for me i'll be playing hearthstone there's going to be 135 new cards i don't i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna get too into this there's if you want to get into the new cards you can look them up there's it looks really cool this is it looks like a re-release of the old gods but revamped a little which cool which looks cool 
There's a mega bundle that is $80 and includes 80 Madness of the Dark Moon Fair card packs, five golden card packs, one random golden uh, legendary card, and playable Nazoth Warlock Hero, Zoth card back, Battleground perks and early access to Hearthstone duels. I literally got none of that. When you spoke that, <laughs> I'm trying to speak League to you. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Because I, I understood everything that just was said. And you're like, what the hell did you just say? And, uh, j- and this is an online game. So, of course, they had to shove in a battle pass in this thing. <laughs> Starting November 12th. They are adding an achievement system, a central war track, quest revamps, and an updated profile page. Achievements uh, have been requested since the very beginning, and they're finally coming. Jesus. That was like seven years ago. The system will include a broad set of stats across every game mode, will let you chase in-game accomplishments by class, and will even let you easily keep track of your car collection and ranked milestones. Another huge change is to shift to an experience-based reward system. Yes, with each new expansion, you'll be able to earn experience by completing quests, specific achievements, and simply playing the game. Doing so, you'll get 50 level reward tracks. What does that sound like? Along with the way, you'll be given gold, car packs, cards, etc., etc. That looks about it. Reward track is exactly what you think it is. Blah, blah, blah. Looks really cool. Uh, Okay, I will stop boring you guys with Hearthstone. Looks really fun. I'll probably try it and give you guys my opinion when it comes out November 12th. Um, Blizzard. Stop being weird Chinese people. Mm-hmm. Alex, we like to end every single show with a question called Queued Up. What do you have queued up for the week? This could, of course, be a game, a TV show, a movie, a comic, or you just want to stare at a wall. Alex, what's queued up? I'm going to revert this question back to you. <laughs> I activated your trap card. Yep. So... We all know what we're playing next week, but Elijah, are you ready for Watch Dogs Legion? Am I ready for Watch Dogs Legion, Alex? <laughs> Alex. He seems to. I have lost Elijah. Let's see if I can have him return. Oh, oh God. Oh God. I. I oh. October twenty We we should be back. There we we go. should be back. Okay. I have to destroy the Zencaster recording for this to work, but we're back. OBS still got us, Alex. Don't worry. I'm going to reset my question. Yeah, I heard I heard you, but say it just in case OBS didn't get you. All right. Are you ready for Watch Dogs Legion? I have, uh, yes, I'm, I'm so ready for Watch Dogs Legion. I'm ready to get my Assassin's Creed character. I'm ready oh. to get Aiden Pierce whenever the hell he comes out. I'm super excited. Are you ready to get the, the old lady? Because I really want her as my like top like five people that I use. I'm going to be super... I'm going to be hated for what I'm about to say. Oh, God. What? The old lady has been everyone's pride and joy. Everyone loves her. So, you know, Twitter goes ablaze. Oh, I want a, a team of grandmas. I'm fine with a grandma, specifically for maybe hacks I think or something. I think I think it's everybody's going nuts because it's so crazy. Yeah, of course, of course, I agree. But I think it, it, her because of Grandma Gamer. Eh, okay, that's not. I I don't say. I'm not saying you're crazy. That could very much be the reason. For people who don't know, there is a grandma that plays video games. Very popular on Twitch. She is probably tw- ten times the audience we have, which is hilarious. I love that. I w- I will always lose to Grandma Gamer. I'm fine with that. I will say, though, and this is super lame. I'm not even going to defend this, but 
it i it breaks the immersion just a tiny bit for me like seeing this old ass woman walking around beating the hell out of these guys it's like i'm not really into it i <laughs> i like the one where she like shoots him in the face it's like fuck that grandma oh, yeah. just shot him in the face with a desert eagle you just see her kind of like tippy toeing yep. with the damn magnum she mm-hmm. shoots him in the face he's like fuck no i don't want that at all <laughs> but i i'm fine with the hacking but i can't have her like actually stealthing and fighting people that's gonna fuck it with me that's gonna no, fuck no, it up for me sure. i can't do that <laughs> It's gonna mess it, it up. It, they made, no, look, they made it immersive because they, you see her climbing and jumping, and she falls on the floor like because she's so old. She's like, <laughs> she's like, oh god. She's gonna die. She's an ex. I, I mean, I, I assume she's like an ex MI six agent. At least that's how I feel she is. I think that's like her thing. Like she is an ex spy and like something. Okay. Usually, when you recruit them, I think, as far as I understand, you can recruit anyone. No. Now, how now how effective they are is another question uh you I'm you sure you can really have somebody that like could i'm sure it doesn't do anything but you can still recruit them yeah that yeah i i definitely want to avoid that because i'm gonna try and get my team and try to keep them alive is what i'm gonna try to do mm-hmm. but i don't think that's technically possible with the game i'm sure there's gonna be ways where people die like without didn't, you or... didn't they say wrenches in this game too i don't think so uh, hey, that's in watchdogs too the guy with the mask yeah, that's that. You you have the right name, but I don't think they've said that. Now, now, unless you have insider info, Alex, that you'd love to share with us, I don't think I don't. They have not told us that. Aiden Pierce is in the game. I know for sure. I know that for a fact. Because they released that, and we're like, Aiden Pierce is coming. It's like, is there a single person excited that Aiden Pierce is coming? I'll take him, but I would prefer Marcus from Watch Dogs too. Now I'm assuming he's in the game, not like DLC. I assume he's just in the game. So post launch via DLC, they'll also feature three other player playable characters: Wrench from Hot Dogs Two, oh. an assassin named Darcy, and Mina, who has wields psychic powers. So wait, whoa, whoa! All right, one of those three things don't belong together. <laughs> we have Wrench, an assassin from Assassin's Creed, and a lady with psychic powers. Yep. How psychic? Like she uses it, mind control. What the fuck? What? What's the lore? Is she like straight up a my, or is she like using like a brain chip thing? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, gosh. This is this is news to me. I I I forgot about the wrench. I'm pretty sure I heard about that at okay. some point. The third character is, is the season pass. In, in okay, there. So there's a season pass. Is named yeah. Mina, a subject of transhuman experiments who possesses the ability to mind control individuals, which could give players a new way to infiltrate secure areas and probably. A fun way to mess with people, and then the Darcy is a member of the Assassin's Brotherhood. Fuck yeah! Over yep. Fuck and then yeah! Wrench from Watch Dogs too, so he is playable too. How much do you want to bet? How, how long until we get Sam Fisher? <sighs> because he can't. Of course, he can't have an. He can't have his own game. So we have to get him in this game, right? I, I have a feeling he's in here, and it's and it's like an Easter egg. Like they don't want they don't want to say anything. I think you got to find him. And That'd be cool. Probably a character that's that you can put in your thing, but you have to like find him. I'm hoping Sam Fisher gets a God Award treatment. Not necessarily like a third-person action game, but like, yeah, like a revamp. yeah, we'll revamp or like he's like training someone and you play as them, like yeah, yeah, almost like. You, have you seen the 007 trailer? Uh, which one? Uh, the 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 most recent one that's like really long. Uh, 
No, 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 I didn't. So it's uh, so it looks like 007 is a moniker, not a person. Okay. So you're named 007, but there can be other double O's, I guess, I think is what I'm garnering. It's like kind of like so it's kind of like a hitman. There's a bunch of agents, but like you know, there's only yeah. one Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as I understand it, they're trying to like say like there's other double O's and and you're just one of them. So this lady comes out and is like one upping him and stuff, and he's like kind of like taken under a wing and training her. I'm hoping a similar thing happens with that. Best case scenario, he just trains his daughter, and you just play as his daughter because we know he has a daughter in uh, blacklist. Conviction, of course, in Blacklist, because she's 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 like Oracle and Batman, like telling you all the tech and you know, so and so. So I'm hoping she is who we play as, and he's like the mentor character. But we're never getting this game. Maybe we'll get a uh, an origin game. Did we ever have we've ever had an origin game where he becomes you know the the famous? I think his first game was technically a like origin like game i never played it but that's how i understood what the yes because there was double agent that didn't have sam fisher and i don't think i think i think he's a different guy i don't remember honestly he looked like the guy from hitman he does he does he does look like uh but yeah i'm ready for watchdogs i'm gonna download it right now um that's basically what we're doing for the week we'll have a review as soon as we can of course um we even have like a kind of if you want even a first impressions just as like oh that sounds good kind of like a work in progress review just how we're doing so far yeah 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 we'll get a day of we'll try no promises we'll try to get up one up monday so that gives us the weekend to give it and we give like a quick impressions and then we'll give you an update when we beat the game that's what i got queued up i'm gonna try and watch vikings that's my weekend planned watch dogs and vikings because Vikings, and from what I've seen of gameplay so far of Assassin's Creed, because Vikings is it's it's from the the, the uh, History Channel that had made the show, they got a lot of the lore right, and Assassin's Creed did the same thing, so it's it kind of ties in a lot. So like there's, you know, the quest uh, or a story arc. I don't know if what it is, but it, it's it's about the Sons of Ragnar, and I've seen the names, and I'm like, oh, they're all in the show. I I want to see how close together they made it or how different like i want to see the the similarities and i want like i think it's super cool exciting what do you think of watchdogs legions are you excited leave a comment below what do you got queued up for the weekend and i'm curious leave a comment below hit us up on twitter at even thousand at creative flip skater at easy achievers everywhere if you want to get in talk as a show if you want to be a participant in the show patreon.com slash easy achievers just a dollar you give us a question, comment, concern, thought, and or idea. Do you like mayonnaise on a hot dog? That'll be the question that you can ask us. We will answer it if one person <laughs> messages us in the comment or on Patreon for a dollar. I will answer if I want mayonnaise on a hot dog or mayonnaise on a hamburger. That's also a, a, it's a, that's a debatable question. Yeah, people. Yeah, people. There's people that want ketchup and mustard on, and they're like, they won't be moved. Usually, it's white people. I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I, fi- I figured mayonnaise is a standard for burgers. No, I wouldn't say stand. I I don't say. I, like if you want a full on burger, it's there's man. The three is mayonnaise, ketchup, and mustard, and of course, there's pickles, lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, bacon. 
And of course, the meat. That's I, a standard burger. I first off, that is not a standard burger. No one's not a regular a regular person does not think of putting mayo on a burger. They don't know how to live. I'm giving you the credit. I I agree that it should be on the burger, but but they're too they're too <laughs> they're too fat. <laughs> They're too fascist when it comes to condiments, all right? They're they're too stalwart militarianism, all right? I've been saying it for years. There's too many people that are <laughs> adopting militarism with the condiments. Mix it up. Put some buffalo sauce on a burger. I make a burger with blue cheese buffalo sauce. Ah, delicious. I, I actually uh, made a burger the other day, and, I, you, and you're, you're going to think it's weird, but I used Taco Bell hot sauce. I'm not with I'm not with that. I don't I didn't have hot sauce and I wanted hot sauce and so I was like fuck it. I don't think you're crazy, but I'm not with that. That I'm not with that. The the, the they they're like their sauce is okay. I don't love their sauce. I'd prefer my own hot sauce or buffalo sauce. I don't have any. Yeah, you you should always have buffalo or hot sauce on the ready. Always. Mm-hmm. The, for emergency purposes. Just Speaking have There's this uh thing i want to do with you one day maybe we'll even get it recorded sounds hot it's it's kind of like i don't know if you're uh, know the hot ones i do i watch the show on and off yeah and there's a thing where you gotta you te- you go to, through each score a scoville of the hot sauces there's like 10 or 12 of them okay and you gotta taste them or whatever i guess like some people use chicken nuggets and stuff i figured we would i want to do that and, and then each one of us will ask each other questions to get through it that sounds fun yeah. I, I, you know, you always want to be like, I can handle it, but I, I, no, for sure. I don't think I, I think I would pussy out pretty quick. Now, I would get to the end, but I would be crying. Well, well the stand, the, like, from what I've seen, because I, I watch these people uh, on YouTube, and I, I'm gonna try what they did. They have a big glass of milk, they have all the sauces lined up, they got some little chicken tenders, and then we'll just talk, and we'll just talk away. That sounds fun. Call it a uh, hot, hot talk, hot, hot, te- hot, yeah. t- hot topic. <laughs> it's hot topic. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'll put the patent in this morning and see if it goes through. There we go. We'll talk hot topic at hot topic while eating hot wings. That'd be nuts. Dude. We'll get sued so fast. The people at Hot Topic. No, we have to do it in Hot Topic at yeah. the register. And the- <laughs> <laughs> like, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> it's called Hot Topic. And <laughs> we're just dying on the floor because we've eaten these hot wings. Yep. On that note, stay tuned for Hot Talk, Hot Topic. I don't know, whatever we call that show. And stay tuned for our Watch Dog Legion's first impressions in about a week. I don't know. It comes out the 29th. So. Exactly. Yeah, in one week, we will have the game. We will see you then. Until then, remember...